good evening. You're in tune to the meeting of the Inner Circle, and this is Adama thanking you for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. And for those of you who are tuning via the World Wide Web, thank you for caring to be with us right here than any other place on the planet. And for those of you who are tuning via the phones and radio apps, thank you for using your technology towards your greater good. And for those of you who are the inner circle, the ones who make sure you're always attuned to this frequency at this appointed time, I'm so grateful and so thankful for you and pray that you are inspired. Anytime I come to the airwaves and every time I have opportunity to engage and to speak, whether it's one-on-one or one with many or my empowerment circles, I am always, always reaching deeper to encourage us to really be appreciative and thankful and grateful for every breath that we take, for every step that we've made, for every beat of our heart, to realize that we are always in the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence whose presence is all there is as existence itself. And although there are so many ones who refer to it by so many names and there has been so much confusion in relationship to the gods and the religions and the scripts and the doctrines and all of those things that have laid foundation for our being divided. I'm the one that is impassioned about our having an understanding, an understanding, a realization and consistent revelations and epiphanies about the oneness of existence itself and our coming to a place and space where we are acknowledging it and coming to that mindset of wholeness to be whole within ourselves, to be balanced within our male and female selves, to be of one mind, the true mind, the real mind, the mind that is the gift that we all have the opportunity to tap into, and it does not undermine itself. This absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal that holds the earth in flotation and rotation within its very presence that blazes the sun, that beats our hearts, that breathes us, and it is the eye that sees through every eye. We are immersed in flotation and rotation in nothing but divinity. And sometimes it's hard to feel as divine as we actually are because we've been tainted on the path of adulteration so that by 21 we were labeled adult. We knew shame and game and blame and guilt and this and that and and were fed kinds of things that did not truly nourish us, did not truly facilitate optimum cellular functioning. So now we're having to reach for that, which is going to do exactly that. Why? Because under an initiative to dumb us down, to put us in a place where we're acting and behaving as a public people, as opposed to being present in the presence of an absolute and supreme intelligence, being in a space and place where capitalism And success in capitalism is what we've been taught to aspire towards. But really, 
being successful in walking in our own authenticity as these living, loving, intelligent, potent, and immortal points of this absolute and supreme intelligence is how we have leverage over all of this. To come to that mind space and heart space and dwelling wherever we are mindful, thoughtful, caring, intensely intentional and deliberately focused in breathing deeply and consciously caring to love and support and uplift and add unto and bless and cultivate and enrich and enhance everything and everybody we come in contact with. We are in a now moment where Our triumph in love is where the real wealth actually is. We're in a now moment of eternity where our now moment is pregnant with so much opportunity, but the opportunity that we have with each and every breath is to be focused in the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence and there is so much to distract us, so much to have us in a place where we're focused on that which brings us down, that which disappoints us, that which distracts us from realizing the divinity of each and every breath and every beat of our hearts. And for those who are and have had to say and are grieving because of the transitionings, the passings, the deaths of ones and ones who are of us and close to us. We have to come to that place and space where we realize that under the kind of conditioning that we have been socialized to accept in terms of feeling as though death is the natural culmination, finality, destiny, fate, and eventuality of this life, it doesn't make it easier when we lose those that we love. And where we have had to be at the bedsides and the hospital rooms and whatnot and feeling a sense of helplessness because we didn't know what to do, there wasn't anything that could be done. We're having to realize that our day-to-day reality is about exalting a full effort in loving our lives and living our lives. And that's why we have to come to a point and place where we will no longer undermine ourselves and feel entitled to undermine ourselves. But that's the socialization under commercialism, where they make things that are really detrimental to us seem so good for us. And I'm saying, let's come to a place and space where we are really respecting the divinity of our being directly, that we are treating and honoring our bodies as the temples for the dwelling of the true spirits of the living gods and goddesses. And we're honoring the functioning of these bodies more or to even greater extent than the functioning of our automobiles, our trucks, our bikes, our motorcycles, and all of those things that we have, that we pay so dearly for, that we will maintain and sustain to the detriment of ourselves. We are in a now moment that is calling us to really 
respond in any and every now moment as intelligent beings, knowing that intelligence is all there is and it does nothing to undermine itself. Being in a place upon the planet where the waters are rising, the storms are brewing, the tsunamis are forming, that there is so much that is going on that our realizing the power that we have as intelligences of existence is very important. Because the socialization puts us in a place where we feel helpless and hopeless and the most that we can do is just try to do whatever we can do to be distracted and be inebriated, intoxicated, high, medicating, self-medicating ourselves. But the reality for where we are is that we're being called to rise. We're being called to Understand the power that we do have as these points of this absolute and supreme intelligence to align ourselves with it by consciously caring to be completely cleared from the emotional and mental thoughts of our violations and trespasses and anger and frustration and all of that stuff that whittles away at our degrees of self-worth and deservedness and remembrance of who we are as these points of this absolute and supreme intelligence are otherwise the children of that which we refer to as God. But being in a place where we are mindful and understanding the divinity of existence and know that with each and every breath, we will never have anything greater than who and what we already are but naked. To have a place and space within our own body temples where we are appreciating and experiencing the sacredness and the sanctity of existence itself and honoring it. And it seems as though we should not have to be encouraged to honor ourselves, but under a system of capitalization where people feel entitled to subjugate and dominate and bastardize and usurp and rob you, rob you of the wealth of yourselves, the richness and the riches of the temples of the living gods and goddesses to Put us in a place where we have been rendered dysfunctional, distracted, disinterested, dissatisfied, discontent, and we are already in the presence of an absolute and supreme intelligence. We are already in heaven. But the hellaciousness comes as a result of the toxicity that is charged upon the blood, that poisons the spirit, that corrupts the mind, that puts us in a place where we're not able to really experience within every fiber of our being, the divinity of our being, and feeling, really feeling the wealth and the richness of ourselves. And this is what oppression feels like being oppressed at the cellular level because we have been fed that which robs us of the water content of our systems, that which puts us in a place where we become dehydrated and 
insufficiently oxygenated and our blood has become sludge and we have to be put on blood thinners and we've been filling up on stuff that has no substance, no nutritional value, nothing that the body needs. And we have been filled with it for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. It's a problem. But we've gotten used to it. And I'm saying let's come to a point and place where we are caring to be vital. We're caring to be renewed and rebirthed, regenerated, rejuvenated, revitalized and revivified in the light of the truth of the ones that we are and realizing that as we are bathing in the light of existence, in the love of existence, in being in a place where we are being reconciled and harmonized in the truth of who we are, that we have the capacity to change everything to really facilitate the progression of us as a humanity of people. To know that there are so many ones who are committing and recommitting themselves. And as we each try to do it, and we each do it, it's better for everybody. And to know that our lives have purpose and our lives have significance and our lives have meaning and the significance and purpose and meaning of our lives goes so far beyond just working every day for a dollar and paying utilities and bills. But we're here to really understand how to use the laws that govern us, how to harmonize with it, how to master ourselves, our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, so that we are dwelling in the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence, dwelling as points of the presence of this absolute and supreme intelligence, and being completely present as points of it, in it. And giving our attention and putting our attention there. Because the more of us who do that, the greater leverage we have. The beauty of having those who are legislating, perpetuating sickness, illness, disease, and death as the food industry and all of that is that it will soon cease to exist because there's no way to be continued in existence where there are no commitments to the laws that govern existence. And so it has to be phased out. It's temporal. It's temporary. It cannot last long. And so those who wholeheartedly support and partake of and are misaligned in the purposes of existence and the perpetuation of sickness, illness, disease, and death as a livelihood will soon cease to exist on this realm at least. 
And that's why we have to really be decisive about what we're living for and to come to that place within ourselves where we have an understanding and an understanding that life itself is begettingless, endless, infinite and eternal, that we are on an intergalactic spaceship, Mother Earth, that is spinning in the space that is beginningless, endless, infinite and eternal, that is in flotation and rotation and animated by this absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite and eternal and that we have each come to it through the wombs of our mother sparked by the divine fluid from our fathers and we should be leaving the place having lived our lives having learned and labored and studied and perfected ourselves as these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence so that there really was no experience of death there was the experience of life and love and delight and joy and rejoicing and overcoming and transcending, transforming, transmuting, becoming, evolving, exalting, enhancing, enriching, immortalizing. As these living, loving, intelligent, potent, immortal points of an absolute and supreme intelligence, we should not be dying at all. And there are those ones who say that they accept eternal life and that they believe in eternal life. But they also rejoice in the opportunity to feed off of that which has no substance. Picking the carcasses of dead animals as if they were buzzards and vultures and whatnot. But then they say they believe in eternal life. They just haven't committed themselves unto it. And then there are those who say, well, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to live eternally anyway. But then I say what their books say, that the wages of sin is death. So there has to be something called death. What is the death? And why would there be something called death if there was no death? And because we have not been properly oriented as to what the purpose in existence upon the planet actually is, nor have we been properly educated and spiritually uh, supported in having an understanding, an understanding and a proper commitment to unfolding in the fullness of who we are as conscious immortals because our socialization has been towards our detriment, then you and I, we have the responsibility to care to be able to respond to what is needed in our now moment. And what is needed is our clarity of mind that comes from the cleanliness of our blood, our being realigned and reattuned and 
walking in the integrity of the truth of ourselves and the divinity of ourselves on behalf of those that we have come through, our mothers and fathers and grandmothers and grandfathers and great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers and the great and the great and all of those who have come before us, that we have duty, obligation, and responsibility to truly honor those that we have come through, plus the responsibilities we have to that which beats our hearts and breathes us. And to the children, do you realize that a people who undermine their children are a people who are destined to be phased out? That all of the childhood diseases and leukemia and the autism and the cerebral palsy and all of these things that children are experiencing is the evidence of what we were given that was deficient and deficiency and that there's a healing that's available to us and our children but it just seems so interesting that so many ones just seem to be stuck And feeling the helplessness, the hopelessness, keep doing the same things over and over and over and over again that do nothing but seal the life in sickness, illness, disease, and meeting a tragic date with fate. We have duty, obligation, and responsibility to care, to live, to care, to rise, to care, to exalt a full effort in the clearing, the cleansing, the purification, the oxygenation, the mineralization, the hydration, and that which is necessary to open up all channels of elimination so that the bodies can be restored because the healer is already in us. The spirit of the living presence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. Our inheritance is in us. And yes, it takes an effort. You have to make an effort consistently over time. To reverse the issues that you have created because of what you have done consistently over time. But it is well worth it because the time that you have is to step into the reality of timelessness. And to be in a place and space where you are aligning yourself with the intelligence of existence. And that intelligence is so abundant It is so awesome. It's all pervasive. It fills all spaces. It can flood every atom and every cell of your being with its light, its love, its wisdom, its peace, its poise, its power. And you can be whole again in just a little bit of time if you care. And no matter how deep The dark has been, the light is everywhere present if we would step into it 
And it becomes easier when we will do the inner work of clearing, cleansing, and purifying ourselves, our blood, ourselves, to do that which is truly in our own best interest. This is the right way to respond to the initiatives that have been issued to have us steeped in all manners of sorcery through the pharmacology and the psychiatry and all of the things that have put us in place where we see the evidence of our behavior modification and psychological manipulation and all of the things that are happen to make people think that it's better for them to be killing themselves and to be exalting a full life's urge for them to think that it's okay to treat your children to death, that that's what childhood is about, to be in a place where all of this delusion and erroneous thoughts that you can truly prosper at the detriment of other ones, to be in a place where someone can dumb down and anesthetize, inebriate, intoxicate other ones and render them helpless and hopeless and then be superior. I mean, it's just crazy. And we've outthought it. That which is light has come to us, through us, it's in us. And we have the opportunity to be completely harmonized in it so that we have leverage over all of it. And so no matter where you are, and what you've done, and how you were raised and all of that, With each and every breath that you take, the intelligence of existence is with you and is gifting you so much of itself. And you are immersed in nothing but the sacredness and the sanctity and the divinity of existence itself. And you're being called to remember That your life is your gift and you were gifted to the planet in this now moment to self-actualize, self-realize, unfold and walk as a representative of the lineages that you've come through to consciously cultivate and activate your inheritance and heritage through your cellular liberation and DNA activation to conscious invocation of the divinity of your being, the greatness of who you are, the clarity, the cleanliness, the order, the harmony, the peace, the poise, the power, the fullness, the infinite possibilities. We are already rich beyond our imaginations. And as we are able to activate our imaginations and rejoice in the blessedness of our being, 
and understand that without the sun blazing, without the fullness of that which is coming with each and every breath, there would be nothing for us to really rejoice in because there would be nothing that we could rejoice in. So that which we truly require for living, we have it, it costs us nothing. And it is absolutely limitless. It's abundant. And it is ours. Our issue is being fully committed to being all we each are. As these living, loving, intelligent, potent, and immortal points of the all that is. And rejoicing in the oneness of existence and the infinity and the diversity that is cosmic conformity. We are the ones that we have been praying for. It is our time to rise. You're in tune to the meeting of the inner circle, and this is Adama, your voice of resurrection and heraldess of the eternal. And this is Adama thanking you for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. For those of you who are not familiar with me, I'm the regular producer and host of the Meeting of the Inner Circle. I find myself speaking to the issues of our global resurrection as a result of being under a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide. It affects absolutely everyone and everything. And we cannot afford to be in a place where we are thinking that to be about the liberation of Africans or black people or Negroes or whatever is going to be logistically possible where you have no commitment to the liberation of all. To be committed to liberation is to be committed to law. And as quiet as it's kept, there is no real liberation that could ever come with a commitment to struggle. To struggle means that we're not willing to accept the fullness of the responsibility to understand how to use the laws that govern us and that there is law that governs all of existence itself and nobody is exempt. So when we are dealing with those and are being dealt with by those who are lawless, then our greatest degree of leverage comes when we care to be fully acclimated and harmonized within the laws the law of love, the law of sowing, taking responsibility for what it is we're seeing, what it is we're saying, what it is we're doing, what our hands are participating in, and to know that in this now moment, it's crucial that we realize that we are represented and are representing lineages of people. And that regardless of what hue of people we are, everybody is in need of the greatness of themselves to be able to tap into 
who they are, their gifts, their talents, their skills, and their abilities to be in a place where they are fully activated as these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence. And I know it's not the easiest thing to accomplish, but it's necessary. And to be in a mindset where we are set mentally to take responsibility for going deeper and reaching higher, to be in a place and space where we're exalting the beauty of life, the divinity of existence, the sacredness and the sanctity of life, and to no longer participate in the usurpation, the capitalization, the bastardization of other beings and feeding off of their carcasses, defiling our own bloodstreams anesthetizing, inebriating, intoxicating, and stupefying ourselves and our children, we have to realize what is and what are the foundational issues in terms of what has culminated over the years that put us in a place and space where we have been so adversely impacted and affected and see the pandemic of sickness, illness, disease, despair, depression, oppression, subjugation, violation, incarceration, and all of that which we are witnessing that has affected our family members, our youth, and as those of us who care to truly have true meaning and significance in our lives, and it is necessary that we really clear our emotional traumas and dramas and realize that we've been socialized on a path of adulteration so that by 21 we were labeled adult no longer what the creator intended we know shame game blame guilt all manners of indiscretions and things that put us in a place where we won't discuss what we've done and what was done to us because of the trauma that it's affected and now 20 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later, yesterday, we are still carrying the burdens of those activities and things that now have created cellular memory and put us in a place and space where it's very difficult to feel worthy and deserving. It's very difficult to feel divine. And when we're smoking and drinking and trying to anesthetize the pain, the frustration and all of that so that those of us who are dealing with these things we have to come to a place where it really matters because the spirit that we each are the spirit that dwells in these bodies is greater than anything that man can create but we have to activate it we have to dwell in that thought we have to allow ourselves to be consistently reminded every time we look up to realize that we are already in heaven that the earth is spinning in space and no matter what she has gone through in terms of the earthquakes the 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 floods the drought the fires, the ice ages, whatever, she is still spinning in flotation and rotation within the realm of eternity already. And we are in the now moment where it is our blessing that we're the beneficiaries of the gifts, the labor, the service, the realizations, the revelations, the epiphanies, the truths that so many ones have come to know and make available to us to make easier our way. So our best bet is to get out of our own way and understand that we cannot win in fighting anything because to fight anything is to truly be fighting oneself. 
to fight freedom means that, you know, and we have to look at the language that we inherited over the years, you know, our freedom fighters. But to fight freedom is to be in a place where we are not taking responsibility. We're, fo- we're following those that are the usurpers, those ones who are the oppressors. We've taken on their ways. We've taken on their food. We have stepped out of alignment with who we are as these living, loving, intelligent, potent, and immortal points of an absolute and supreme intelligence that would have us function as co-creators in existence and take responsibility for creating heaven on earth as it is in the heavens, so shall it be upon the earth. As it is in our minds, so shall we manifest in our world. And as we are under the edict to rise for the exaltation of the divine feminine, to realize that every last one of us are under the authority of that which is much greater than us, the greatness of us, and our unwillingness to be obedient, our unwillingness to change our ways, our unwillingness to really knock and ask and seek. Because what I've seen over the period is that our miseducation has somehow put us in a place where we no longer feel the responsibility to seek the truth. Those ones who have gained professional status as a result of their educational uh, matriculations and the degrees that they've gotten and master's degrees and PhDs and doctors and lawyers and whatnot feel as though they only have responsibility to that which they've studied and to the statutes and the agreements and the things that have already been written and so therefore they do not apply themselves to seeking and asking and knocking for a true solution and those of us who've become educated we often find ourselves in a position where we are the ones putting the band-aids on the cancers and acting as if we should not be applying ourselves towards the true healing that needs to happen now whether we are nurses or psychiatrists or medical doctors or surgeons or whatnot and so where we find those ones who have become very conscious and conscientious about a better way because it weighed on their consciousness to to be pill pushers it weighed on their consciousness to see how many more people were coming forward with the heart attacks and the strokes and how many more surgeries and how much more money and how little insurance I'm just saying is that we are in a now moment where we must take responsibility for our own living for our own lives to come to a place and space where we are intensely intentional in living to truly optimize and maximize the gift that we've been given to realize that we all have no greater wealth than the wealth of ourselves. And that mindfulness, that caring, has to be applied in our lives. Why? Because when we are careless and mindless and thoughtless and we're just following the scripts and the programs towards our own demise, it affects our children. It affects our grandchildren. It's affected our parents. And those who find themselves having to deal with their parents as their parents are aging under the 
effect of Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's and other issues and neurological diseases and whatnot, this is not an easy thing to do if you do not have the patience, if you do not have the know-how, if you do not understand what the root of the issue is in terms of us having been fed that which had no substance for decades so that for all intents and purposes the majority of people are in a state of starvation nutritional deficiencies that have robbed them of the capacity to be regenerative robbed them of the wealth of themselves the light of themselves the truth of themselves the capacity for aligning and realigning with that which is the source of being and even though we may give lip service to it and everybody has God on the lips and call on God and God and God and God but not caring to function as God not caring to have the right alignment the righteousness the wisdom the love the clarity the cleanliness that facilitates it. We're in a now moment that is requiring us to truly take responsibility for what we're choosing, what it is we're eating, what it is we're doing, what it is we're saying, because we have that power to recreate ourselves using the faculties that we've been given in our capacity to imagine a thing, to see it, to feel good about it, to empower it, by claiming and knowing that that which you have a full desire for where it adds to your wholeness then you are truly worthy worthy and deserving of it but what deficiency has done for us it's created a unsuredness Doubt, fear, mistrust. And as a result of all of the chemicals that are laden in the, the fish that you're eating, the tuna, the sardines, the salmon, the crabs, the lobsters, or what all of that, plus the chickens, the turkeys, the cows, the pigs, and any other creature that you may be feasting on, those that you're trapping, your squirrels and your possums and your deer for those who hunt. Say they may not have all of the chemicals that the commercial food has, but because they're out here, you cannot guesstimate or estimate whatever else they may have as a result of being out. We have to realize that regardless of how well an animal is fed or how it's killed, the fact that it has to rot, decay, and decompose in our bodies is the real issue. The reality that we do not have the hydrochloric acids to liquefy it, to convert it into anything that's going to truly benefit us because we're living beings and feeding off of that which is dead 
is taxation on our organs. And the fact that it takes up to 72 hours to process one serving of flesh. So that if you're eating flesh three times a day, then it means it takes a week to process one day. And this is why we're seeing the accumulation over time and why so much colon cancer and so much polyps and why they're recommending that you are always being tested for all kinds of cancers and whatnot because they understand that the meat, the dairy, the eggs, the chicken, the fish, the alcohol, tobacco, the white flour and the white flour products and the sugar and whatnot are those things that create cancer. And so I'm the one who is encouraging us not to wait. Don't wait to be diagnosed. If you've been feeding off of meat, dairy, eggs, chicken, fish, flesh, flour, sugar all of your life and you're still doing it, now is the time to make commitments to your living. Make commitments to really clearing and cleansing. Making commitments to get rid of the high blood pressure and all of the issues that have come as a result of the body not being given what it really requires. And we have to realize that As we are getting stronger in these commitments to life, as we are ever more successful in doing the clearing, the cleansing, as a way of really consecrating our body temples through the process of purification so that the true spirits of the living gods and goddesses are able to be completely re-enthroned in the body temple. Because this is where we meet God, get to know God. This is where we commune with God. This is where we become godly. It's within these temples. And as a methodology of oppression to oppress us at our cellular functioning by feeding us that which has no substance, no minerals, nothing that the body needs, but then we crave it, we want it, we got to have it. You understand? And we justify it. But... It's totally antithetical to what it is to be human to do that which undermines oneself and to undermine our children and to understand that as long as we do that, there's no amount of money that can truly make the difference in our living because we are undermining ourselves. And after a while, the cells will begin to dysfunction. After a while, the organs and the glands will begin to dysfunction. To put us in a place where we know pain and inflammation and disdain and depression and all manners of things. And we become targets for whatever fears are coming forward. We're in a now moment where we have the opportunity to walk as liberated beings, to be freed from all of this. But you have to be committed and you have to recommit and commit and commit and recommit and recommit and recommit and recommit like you're breathing. The way that we're living and whether we're loving, the way that we're being, and not just the way that we're acting, it begins to truly show who it is we serve, what it is we serve. And because the intelligence of existence is the even playing field, everybody has been given so much of it. It beats all of our hearts and breathes us. We've become living 
spirits and souls as a result of its presence and its intelligence charged on every fiber of our being. We've been designed divinely and divinely designed so that we are able to have the experience of self-realization, self-actualization, and harmonization with the will of existence, the intelligence of existence, the wholeness that is required in order for us to really have success in this realm in becoming all of who we are as these points of the presence of the Absolute. Each generation becoming more dynamic than the previous one. Each generation having love enough, light enough, wisdom enough to refine and perfect the system of things so that each generation has greater access to the greatness of themselves. Every day is a day that we should be exalting a full effort in our living. Every day is a day where we are able to expand our reach. To make commitments to give the gift of our love and our self. To be in a place where we are knowing that with each and every breath we have another opportunity to think a greater thought, to change the direction we're going if we're not pleased with what's shown up, to know that in this now moment we have access to everything that we could possibly require, but we have to be willing to do that which is truly in our own best interest consistently over time and to know that years and years and years of hot dogs and hamburgers and lunch meats and all of that has created a concentration and a saturation of nitrates and nitrites and BHA and BHC and synthetic synthetic chemicals that were in our breakfast cereals and whatnot that these things are in our brain our pineal glands our organs and whatnot and this is what we're seeing impacting and affecting so many of our elders and even the younger ones our 30 some year olds are dying quickly now from cancer and aneurysms and whatnot, we cannot literally continue to serve a system that licenses the miseducation, the violation, and the usurpation of ourselves that poison, literally poison our children. We cannot continue to work for these companies. And but while we're working, then you have to really care to invest in yourself, invest in your clearing, your cleansing, invest in being renewed, rebirth, regenerated, rejuvenated, made whole, rejoice in the opportunity that you have to even generate a greater way, a greater living, to be on purpose with the intelligence of existence. There's only really one purpose, and that's to exalt the intelligence that we each are, to know that we are all complementary to one another, 
and that that which we have the opportunity to do in regaining our footing upon the path of light, that which we have the opportunity to do to plant our feet squarely in the soils of absolute truth, to reach up continuously, to be bathed in the light of truth, of the eternal, and to know that whatever the violations, trespasses, sinfulness, whatever we've done, we can be completely cleared and cleansed of the violation, but we have to accept it. But we can't continue to punish ourselves and feel undeserving when life is not abandoned us. We still have heartbeat. We're still breathing, which is the evidence that God is still there. And so just clearing the way, consciously caring, to do that which is truly in our own best interest, in exalting a full effort and a full life's urge, loving ourselves enough to forgive ourselves and to forgive all else, to be in the, in the consistent state of giving, to know that that's the secret to how it is we continuously prosper because life is giving itself to us consistently and continuously and if we just learn to do what it does if we just care more to have a greater impact and influence in the world to commit our own talent skills and abilities to the service of love and light and wisdom and truth to be in a place where we're not just well-rounded we 360 degrees of love, light, wisdom, truth, peace, poise, power, potency and phenomenal vivid self-expression as these living, loving, intelligent, potent and immortal points of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite and eternal and that we walk the face of this earth as conscious immortals dwelling in the reality of the now moment of eternity and taking opportunity to affirm ourselves, declare it, to reprogram every atom and every cell of our being in that light so that we are reversing all of the issues that have begun to crystallize in our tissues under the belief system that we're supposed to be dying from something when we should not be dying at all. And the transition that we should make from the earth is not a transition of death. It's a graduation from the class of earth residency, being birthed into the spirit worlds as embryonic gods and goddesses to continue our growth and elevation as conscious immortals. And this is Adama. Your voice of resurrection and heraldess of the eternal.